Hey guys, I'm Tim. I'm Bob. And I'm Dan. And this is the Board Game Rundown. Today, we are going to talk about all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. We're going to got talk. off track there. Yeah, good job. Almost got off track. We're going to talk about games we played, some news, some crowdfunding, mm-hmm. and we've got an interview that Dan Ooh. is so excited about. Very excited. Well, I mean, it would be nice if we had an interview. Well, sure. It would be nice. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But first, we got to take care of some business. Bob, what's that business? Uh, a couple of things, actually. First, you got to make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell because we'll be talking about some things that right. you're going to want to know about as soon as they come out. Right. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> notifications are good. <laughs> I, I, all my Kickstarters that I have today end soon. Oh, yeah. boy. So, oh boy. notifications. Plus, it helps the algorithm. It helps get us out there. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, we're giving away a game. Yeah, we are. What game is that? Uh, Darkness's Edge. <laughs> no, Edge of Darkness. Oh, 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 from dang. AEG, they're going to have a Kickstarter coming up for the expansion. Another yes. expansion for that. But so save yourself some money. Win the base Win game. our giveaway, which yep. to enter, all you have to do is already be a subscriber. So if you're watching this, there's a good chance, good chance. Uh, that you're already a subscriber. And then go to that 500 subscriber giveaway video. Giveaway video. Yeah, and fingers. comment mm-hmm. on there. Like, you know, why Bob's hair is so cool. Because I have some. <laughs> yeah. I don't have it. Or, <laughs> you know, whatever AEG game you like. or you That know, too. Yeah. Why maybe maybe something relevant. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But all you have to do is have a comment on there and be a subscriber. Yeah. And once we hit 500 subs, we're going to yep. send you that game uh, plus shipping. What's plus, shipping? What are we charging for shipping, Bob? It's free. Gratis. Bam. All right. Every week. Every week. Every week, Dan. Every time I go to a store to buy something, I'm going to make sure Bob does all the calculations. <laughs> uh, I calculated this up, and it's free. <laughs> right. It's totally free. I did all this he, stuff for Every it. time you do an equation, you, you accidentally type time zero at the <laughs> end. Time zero. Yeah. we got to add the tax on, right? Accidentally. Times zero. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. So uh, what are some games we played this week? I did um, not get much. At least yeah, if I same. remembered my games, I same. did not get much. Uh, uh, so I actually, actually, let me start because sure. uh, Bob, yeah. we played something and Tim watched something uh, technically right before the show last week and yep. we forgot to mention it. I know. Because we're dumb we and, we, and we wake up too early in the yeah. morning. Yeah, it was Correct. Very early. We played Langskip. Yes. Uh, Langskip. Yeah. I actually I, I had the information the other week, not this week, so I don't actually it have a, back a But it's by Crab Studios. Yep. Right. And um, it is a, it's, it's actually an interesting combination of. Of how I would describe it is an interesting combination of coup and love letter. Um, it has the card mechanic of love letter with the drawing a card, having two cards in your hand, and then you have a reference sheet that says how many of each card is in the deck. So you know that if you play the Loki, if you have the Loki in your hand, there is no other Loki, right, and stuff like that. But but at the same time, it has the bluffing of Coot where I can say I'm playing Loki and I play that card face down. It's up to everyone else whether they believe me or not. Mm-hmm. Um, what, e- either way, I activate the Loki card because that's what I said I'm activating. Now, if I get called out on it, I reveal that card. And if it is uh, if it is Loki, they take a penalty. And if it's not Loki, I take a penalty, right? Um, yes. And so you're racing to the end. There's a 20-space board. You're racing to the end. First person there wins. Uh, they have a beautiful wooden box collector's edition yeah. that they described really nice. to us. And I wasn't sure exactly how it was going to work until I saw the pictures. And, yeah, it's it's like – think of it like a claps box like this, right? And it has engraved on the wood the board – and you open it up, and it lays flat, and you play on the uh, the top and bottom of the box, mm-hmm. and then when it folds back, you put all the pieces in there so it clasps mm-hmm. shut and holds everything inside like a 3D unfolding board. 
looks great, and the price actually isn't that bad for the collector's edition. Yeah, either. Bad. But they only they 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 were they were halfway gone last time I yeah, checked. There's not a ton of them. Plus, one of the neat things though uh, that you forgot to mention about the bluffing. If uh, if you Eight bluff left. a card and the next person like goes, you can say, "Up, oh, actually, I was lying," and oh, show right. that you were lying, and you get a mischief coin. Mm-hmm. And then all the like Loki and the Loki like uh, adjacent characters all gain bonuses for using the mischief coins. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you you get benefited for lying, and if you call mm-hmm. someone out for lying. Um, th- there's some other way to get mischief tokens. I honestly can't remember right now. There's two ways. Yeah. But um. But yeah. Uh, yeah I cool. enjoyed the game. Yeah. I actually don't like coup. I even would go so I, far as yeah. to say I dislike coup mm-hmm. quite a bit. But I do enjoy love letter. At least uh, certain versions of it. Like I love Lovecraft letter. It just adds mm-hmm. an, enough mechanics to make it right. more interesting. Um. And I thought this game did a really good job of combining those two sure. ideas in a theme that was interesting. To me, it sounded like sort of a combination of Sheriff of Nottingham and yeah. uh, uh, Masquerade. Okay, sure. Uh, if somebody wanted to see that, Dan, where would that be at? Yeah, we actually have a full playthrough right here. Thanks, Bob. That mm-hmm. is a full playthrough of us with uh, Niall, one of the designers yep. of the game. Uh, and you can see it on Tabletop Simulator right there. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, pretty enjoyable Grab to watch. Studios. By the time this pops, there'll be like three days left on that Kickstarter. It's yep. already funded. It was a yep. super short Kickstarter. Yeah, like, really short. Uh, what, a week and a half maybe? Yeah. Just, it was yeah. very short. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's funded. And uh, yeah, looks sharp. Looks really sharp. Pretty neat. Uh, what else? What do you guys play? Uh, well, earlier we played a little uh, Grand Gamers Guild game. Yeah, we tried out the Independence Caper. Yeah, it's a little puzzly. Incident. Yeah, <laughs> Caper. Yeah, Kringle you're, you're caper, mixing two. Yeah, Independence Incident. But it's a little small box game, uh, puzzle solving and whatnot. It's mostly just a one shot, but yeah, we that, had a lot of fun. That it was is good puzzles. In yeah, yeah, those yeah. are. We really do like those. Like mm-hmm. the more, I mean, I'm always like, yeah, I like these, and then we play them, and I'm yeah, like, man, we all we all really like these. We do. Like I and pretty consistently like across. Because yep. we have a lot of taste, mm-hmm. you know, in varying tastes between <laughs> no taste. between games. Bob, Bob and I don't agree on most games. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would look I would look it's for fun. that. And mm-hmm. in Grand Gamers Guild, my experience with them so far has been really good. Yep. Like yeah. with the, with the games of theirs that mm-hmm. I've played. Uh, yep. And we actually have a review coming out this week. Right there. Bam. Yep. Bam. Just gonna get that out uh, of the way too. Right. So and then for, we'll also, for more in depth thoughts. Right. Go check out the review. Right. Yep. Um, Garinto is yep. another game we yep. played. That's one. That was yeah. a Grand Gamers Guild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Grand Gamers Guild. I know yeah. we're on theme today. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're but, paid off. <laughs> but Garinto is uh, you're you're moving these tiles to gain wisdom. You're building your own little uh, obelisks of knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, stacking these tiles of void and earth and mm-hmm. wind and fire. fire. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so as you move your tile. Uh, depending on what tile you bring in is going to affect which ones you get to pick up. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be scoring based on like your stacks mm-hmm. and, and you know, who has the most of certain things. And I like that. How like the more of like certain ones you've collected, like that's how good you are with that skill. So right. You get yeah. to take more tiles. Right. Done... Well, and it's not just get though. It's have to, Yeah. because Correct. it can also might... affect your strategy yeah. because sometimes be you're going to have to take, to take things too many. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, well now this is going to give me all even numbered yeah, stacks. So sometimes you purposely numbers. kind of yeah. move a piece that has empty slots in the so you right. can't take so you right. Take so you don't want to necessarily just gobble up all of the tiles. Yeah, depending on the ever changing uh, scorecards. Yeah, yep. you right. Want to might want a lot. You might want one stacked only has one and one that has a bunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. a bunch yeah. of different stuff. Garinto is fantastic. I yeah. really enjoy it. Yep. It's uh, you know Dan, what? it's an abstract strategy game, and you love those. Right? Not only do I love it, I'm three and zero, baby. <laughs> oh no, I'm three and zero, baby. Why are you this, this doesn't game out of happen. His hands. <laughs> <laughs> this game out of his hands. Oh, yeah. man. And I've only cheated t- two of the three times. No, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, what? I'm just going to do it. 
We have a review of that game, too, oh, right there. Oh, just, this is always the section we go through all the snaps. We do, anyway. a lot of snaps. Yeah, you got to um, save one for later, though. I know. Yeah, I will. saving one. So one more until keep, later. Yeah, keep that Make in your count. pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so Grinto, what else? What else you guys got played? That's, that's all. We played I Shadowgate. We're still, oh, yep. we, we played a proto- prototype of Shadowgate. That mm-hmm. will be coming to Kickstarter soon. Yeah. Uh, we do have an interview with the uh, designers. And actually, they, I believe, are going to be in studio in the very near future yeah, to talk cool. about some new stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, the rule books and everything are all like in prototype form. Mm-hmm. The criticisms, I think, are fair that we've mm-hmm. got. We'll save that for later. But, um, but it's on theme. And I, very on theme. And there's, there's things that bothered Bob about it that didn't bother me yep. you know, as much. But I do feel like there's some mitigation and uh, a couple little things that you could fine-tune to – make like an average game like a pretty good game yeah you know so. yeah yeah i agree i just there's a couple small maybe nitpicky to other people things that i i would personally add to it that i genuinely think would take it from like a pretty fun game to i'm even going to say like a like a really good game sure like i don't know if i want to use the word great but right. possibly great game sure. if, mm-hmm. if just a couple little things are implemented yeah, so. there's a lot of things that i did enjoy but there's a couple of things i'm just like mm. Yeah. Right, right. And some of that also is, you know, we've got prototype cards. They're yeah. constantly updating and yeah. stuff. Exactly. And so we've some got the wording's a, not quite finalized. I mean, it has been a year mm-hmm. since, uh, almost a year, like, since I've gotten updates from the version. Right. right. You know what I mean? That they are now, you know, where they're at now. Right. So we're not even 100% sure of all of the differences. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're a fan of the uh, the video game IP, like you'll enjoy this. You'll enjoy this, and it's going to look pretty yeah. cool. Whether you're looking at Nintendo or what there was like Super Nintendo version or an N64 version, and then there's also the yeah, PC I version. I picked up the PC. modern Steam version right. for super cheap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's it just a, a good puzzle game. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so yeah, it makes me a bit nostalgic. Right, you know those old. I love the old. I love the old Shadowgate music, like the mm-hmm. uh, the Nintendo Shadowgate theme like song. Eight-bit. I love it. Like, yeah. Just copyright. Um, yeah. <laughs> As you click things, yeah. your torch is flickering. Tim the Toolman Taylor. I love it. No, uh, no, <laughs> never. Oh, Lord, bear me. Oh, jeez. Okay. Stop. <laughs> All right. All right. What else we got? Any other games played? Uh, no, I'm I'm spent. magic really. Okay. Yeah, yeah magic game. Same. Yeah, magic. Yeah. Uh, been playing Ascension. Oh, yeah. uh, Troy got on Star Realms. Our oh, good nice. friend Troy. Right on. Uh, so if you get on a Star Realms, there. you can play there. with Troy. I got so close this weekend to launching Magic Arena just to be like, guys, I want to play. Where are you? Yeah, you know? send me an invite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, what? yeah, wait, click, 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 click. Oh, he's just joking. Yeah, sorry. He didn't, he didn't accept fast enough. <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> All time four. Yeah. Dan is a fickle friend. Mm. Fickle. Fickle is Einhorn. Anyway. Yeah, uh, right. Mm. Okay, so we're going into news. Yeah, Woo! sure, bro. Right, yeah. All right, all right. Are you ready, kids? I'm ready. Aye, aye, Captain. Yeah. SpongeBob Munchkin has been oh, released. Yo. Yeah. You walked right into it. I opened that door up. Boom. Oh, Hit you with a big wet sponge. That was a good one. Yeah, I, was, I was got. <laughs> yeah, so they've announced uh, SpongeBob Munchkin. It's going to, it's Munchkin. It's SpongeBob. I will say, and I know Sponge Munchkin. Munchkin sounds good. Uh, Munchkin Munchkin gets a lot of hate. I enjoy Munchkin every once in a while. Actually, Marvel Munchkin is really good. I like because just the Marvel theme. It's Mm -hmm. you know the powers you get and everything. The SpongeBob one looks very colorful, and you know I think kids would love it. Sure, but uh, yeah, SpongeBob Munchkin. There you go, all you Munchkin fans, all. 
three of you. Yep. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Dan. GI Joe. I know we talked <laughs> about never this played. a little bit uh, uh-huh. yep, last week. Yep. Yeah, but GI Joe deck builder, fully co-op. Yep. Uh, the art. I saw some of the cards. Mm-hmm. I love the art. Really? Yeah. The art. Is it the, cartoon? Car- comic okay. book. Comic book art. Okay. Nice. Um, really solid. Really solid. Uh, I have no idea about gameplay. We'll right. See, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I don't always, you know, like it when they're just trying to tap me for the nostalgia vein. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did love me some GI Joe back in the eighties. Oh yeah, because I'm old. Yeah, I used to have tons of GI Joes. I used to like take the screw out of the back and then like swap out you their swap arms out. and legs. Yeah, <laughs> make <Sure>. my own. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. Well, mine it would just break, and then I would have a disabled, mm. you know, GI Joe. Or the, the thumbs would arm. break, and then they can't hold their the, guns anymore. Yeah, right. <sighs> Yeah, what good are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I said, what good are you? Yeah. Can't even hold uh, a gun. I'm left-handed now. You guys have any other news before I go into my last bit? I have yeah, another I news. Got, yeah, uh, go quite for a it. Bit. Go for it. Go for it. One of you. Go ahead. Sure. Set first. Uh, so, a game that uh, Dan and I are excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sniper Elite, oh, the board yeah. game. Uh, they've released a little bit of details about the solo version done oh, yeah. by friend of the show. Oh. David Turksey. Yeah. Uh, you got to tell me how to pronounce his name. He's such a good friend. He's a good friend. I can't pronounce his name right. Yeah. I don't pronounce yours right. In all fairness, so. he calls me. He calls me Stanford. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but yeah. So no, it's uh, he is working on the the solo mode with uh, Norlin Lubbers. I'm not sure who that is. I haven't heard of that person. Okay. Um, but working in cahoots, I'm sure it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of trying to, you know outwit your friends and then it's more of a programmed movement so you're trying to plan and organize to make sure you can get your movements t- uh your um uh end game stuff done you know instead of, instead of trying to play against somebody else you're just playing against the pre-programmed right. movement instead right. so yeah but yeah man looks interesting game looks so good it looks so good yeah. Yeah. i can't wait i hope it lives up because it looks so good mm-hmm. uh okay uh a couple things so pegasus spiel and designer klaus jürgen raid uh, announced Fire and Stone. I just bring this up because I thought it looked really cool. It's a little uh, uh, you you like use your little workers to explore, harvest food, build up villages. And uh, one of the things that really got me here was that uh, all the space on the board have exploration tokens on it. That when you go there, you flip them over, and then they change gameplay somehow, and they become a new action you can do. So as you're exploring, you're gaining more actions that okay. you can do. I find that very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a can't it's even think. Like Arnak, a little can't bit, even right? think what I'm trying to say. Like a like a Stone Age looking game, but it's not Stone Age. But you know what I'm saying. Like uh, the, anyway, g- look it up. Get okay. some pictures here. Looks kind of cool. Um, Excavation Earth had yeah. an expansion announced. Nice. Uh, it belongs in a museum. Yeah. Right. Indiana Classic Jones, uh, Harrison so? Ford. So it adds two new races to play as. It adds new artifacts, of course. A deck of a deck of technology. Ooh. Hmm. Have you played Excavation Earth yet? I haven't played it yet. No. Oh, you're the you one who hasn't played it? I have it. Okay. okay. Yes, you need it. to play it. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I need and there's a uh, new museum yeah. board that goes on the side for new scoring. I'm sure what it is is collect artifacts. Instead of placing it on your thing or discarding them, you can put them in the museum mm-hmm. and get points that way, right? Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Excavation Earth, a uh, very crunchy game. Yeah. Uh, we do have a review for that that I'm not going to snap for right now, but you can find it. It's out <laughs> there. But uh, yeah, we have a review. We liked it, but found it very crunchy, like I said. Uh, so yeah, it belongs in the museum. Cool. Uh, this excited me quite a bit. Cryptid Urban Legends. Oh, yeah. Sequel oh. to Cryptid. Okay. Has been announced. A little deduction game. So, 
No. Oh. So, yes, but no. This one seems like it's going to play like Specter Ops. Ooh. It's a 1v mini okay, okay. where one person is the cryptid. Yeah. And this is more a modern one to where all the other players are scientists using scanning radar and stuff like that to try to locate the cryptid. So instead of just straight deduction where it's like, right, right. could it be here and go around, which I do love the original cryptid. But now it's actually someone like... Moving, actively, actively hiding doing something. And, yeah, yeah. And, and people trying to, so it seems very Specter Ops okay. uh, to me but still excited um, uh, by Osprey of course we all know that and this one is uh, supposed to come out in April of next year okay so we'll you know we'll see Sometime. what happens there and then the last bit of news I have I man too bad Spencer's not here to talk about this did you guys not see this not so see this? Restoration Games okay. has announced oh, Omega, Omega Virus, Virus Prologue. Yeah. Uh, so this is a, a real-time tableau building game where you reveal cards and c- c- create rooms to collect keys to then play locked rooms. And the locked rooms have certain uh, critical equipment on it. And when you collect three pieces of critical equipment, you win. The super interesting thing here for Spencer is this is called Omega Virus Prologue, Prologue. because they have now announced, announced they are working on and releasing a new edition of, of Omega Virus. Spencer's a huge fan. He jokes. He talks about it all the time. Last time we went over there for a game night, he had it set up playing. Yeah, with his daughter. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so there you go, Spencer. Omega Virus is Not back, baby. He probably already knows this anyway. You but, might. You might. Um, yeah. Man, game came out in 1992 originally. Wow. I, I had know. that game. I might still have it at my dad somewhere. Yeah. Are like there in an Celtic attic. dice in that? There aren't, but oh. I'm sure he's added his own. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that's, that's it. That's all I got for okay. news. Yep, that's my news. Which one? Uh, what I had. The oh, yeah. Elite. yeah. Sniper Elite. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sniper Elite. Uh, so I thought this was a joke when I first saw this, but the uh, the no, Horrified sequel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw this. So Horrified American Monsters. Okay. Have you guys played Horrified yet? Yes. No, I know. I, I played with you, you play with thanks. Me. <laughs> 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 it was a memorable experience. Yeah. I really like Horrified. I mean, it's it's, it's not light, like right? it's light. It's family it's, weight. It's yeah. family weight, but it's solid. Uh, okay. I mean, it's as a, far as a family weight game goes, it's a it's up there. It's a yeah. good one. Yeah, I mean, it's Prospero Hall. They're pretty accessible. Sure, light light to medium weight, like right. maybe. Uh, but anyways, they're doing American Monsters, which is going to come out in October. Hmm. And uh, so Let's, so so the original Horrified. Frankenstein, yes. Dracula, yes. right? Uh, the Mummy. Yes. Okay, now let's listen to these super awesome, oh, iconic American I, ones. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I really do. Uh, Bigfoot. That's a good one. Mothman. Yeah. Jersey Devil. Yeah. Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. Banshee of the Badlands. And the Ozark Howler. Now, I've never heard Ozark. of the last two. <laughs> but, I don't know uh, what I'm saying. So show. many of these are like... <laughs> so great, I just find iconic it American. Exactly. Monsters. That's what I'm saying. Is I'm not blaming the game at all. Right. I just think it's 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 weird to go well, with a theme that I think is a little reaching. I mean, they should have uh, gone with like the lobbyist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but if, <laughs> the Karen, the Karen, Ooh, scary. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyways. The production quality on Horrified itself, like proper, is really good. And I'm sure right. the game will be good, right? right. It's yeah. just a reskin of a good game. It'll have some updates to make it even better. I, I'm sure. I just think it's funny that we're going be from changing. Dracula. Do and any stuff of those American this. monsters go to London? I hope. Okay. <laughs> but that was the werewolf. Oh, right. And okay. he went to London. Yes, he did. Which features the best werewolf transformation scene ever put to film. Well, 
It's up there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so that's that's really the news. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, that, what, what what happened in the industry that we didn't mention? We either couldn't mention a whole bunch, or right. there's something we didn't hear about that you right. might have some insider knowledge on. Let us know down there. There's been mm-hmm. a few. Do our research for us. <laughs> <laughs> there's been a few scandals stuff. Yeah. Uh, that I'm just, yeah. I don't have enough information to really go on to yeah. go into, but I just wish people would be nicer to other people. Exactly. Yep. I just don't uh, want to bring, be a downer right here, but if you do want to talk about it, go ahead and comment below, and I'll, I'll engage, and we can talk about what's going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much where we're at. We do not condone any of that nastiness. Yeah, no. People are dumb yep. and horrible. Hey, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. I think, do, I think that's what it is. Why do we have to run fast? Live, laugh, love. I, I, no, I can't no, remember. No. It's don't something do like that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that either. All right, all right. All right. Let's get into crowdfunding then, guys. I am super excited about my crowdfunding. I'm super excited about my crowdfunding. I'm okay, super excited. Uh, you know. And mine's not a game. <laughs> oh. It is a game accessory, boys. Ooh, what do we got? Uh, mag holder, multifunctional modular card holding token box. Ooh. So these are plastic. You can get plastic or metal. Mm-hmm. And there are these little token boxes that are like swooped in the box, yep. you know, uh, so, you can, out bits. so you can pull bits out. Yep. And they've got magnets on pull the sides together. and the tops. So uh, you can either click them to or stack them or stack them up. And they've got plenty of little sets uh, that you can get pretty easily. Covers and lids that magnet on so that the bits don't go everywhere. When well, you put don't it in the get box. crazy. Okay. I don't know if they got lids. So is this, uh, is this something that's like priced to where I can buy I a bunch of them and that. put it in the box that's with the game? The or do I leave it on the table and just use it? So you can get 12 uh-huh. for 39 bucks. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's not bad. Depends on the size. Now, of, those are the plastic see. ones. The metal ones are sure way more expensive. Yeah, I can't, can't do it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yes, they've got, they've got tons you can buy. You can pick your colors. Okay. Uh, it is made really to buy... So, like, look, see, there's wingspan cards oh, really? will fit. Like, that's the width. <laughs> see, look. Okay. No, I was showing <laughs> Bob. Let's look at Tim's phone. I was showing Bob. So, so, I mean, they can hold regular, like, standard size, size cards. cards. Sure. Right? So, boom, boom, boom. You mm. got magnets. They can hold tokens. So, the other side. So, one side is for cards. If you flip it the other way, it's for tokens. Oh, dual purpose. Got you. So, that way, you, okay. you decide which way you're going to use them. You could either buy a set and dedicate it. Mm-hmm. To a game, right. or you could just have have it at the table. Twelve of them, sure. and you're just like, right, yeah. Pull them off the shelf, boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'd probably have a couple on the table, and then pick the games I think need it most. Right, that you, the that games you right. play a lot yeah. that you could use. But it. I, yeah. I really, I really thought these were awesome. I'm probably gonna end up backing this at some level to get a bunch of them. Because yeah, they look cool. They're mm-hmm. pretty neat, and I really like nice accessories. Right, right. That you can bling out your game with. Yeah, yeah. So, because the other Kickstarter we will talk about, I'm sure somebody's going to talk about. We talked about it last week. We're going to talk about it again mm-hmm. this week. Okay. So, yep. Daniel. Uh, well, I'm just going to get Stanford. A, I'm going to get a couple out of the way. So, first of all, I don't really care about this because I don't own the game, but a lot of you will care that Architects of the West Kingdom has another oh, yeah. expansion oh, of Kickstarter sure. right Never now. Never played it. Called Works of Wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a fantastic game. But uh, so it is ending on August 13th. Uh, by Shem, Shem Phillips, Phillips here. Yeah, he's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Architects is a one-to-five player game, plays in 60 to 80 minutes. Uh, this goes for 27 for just the expansion, all the way up to 310, which is like everything, everything for Architects ever printed, yeah. and the you know uh, collector stuff. I like being able to get back 
Yeah, exactly. And get the uh, old stuff. If you uh, delivering out. in May of 2022. It adds a board extension for the new area, of course, that has to do with wonders. There are five large wonder tokens and cards related to them. Uh, six new player boards that add more asymmetry kind of stuff to the game. More cards. It adds a solo mode. And uh, relating to the wonder board again, it adds whole new paths to victory to make the game more interesting. So I just want to bring that up. A lot of you care about Architects of the West Kingdom. I'm sure it's a very popular game. It's a great game. I just don't own it. So Works of Wonder is currently on Kickstarter. Started. Check it out if you didn't know about that already. And then I will talk about Lang Skip. We already talked about it earlier, but it is a two to four player game just to get the rest of the information out. It plays in 20, 30 minutes. The Kickstarter goes for $21 for the game, and they said approximately $9 shipping. Obviously, that, that's an American thing because sure. that's where we are, depending on where you are. But it's so $21 up to the 70 for the collectors. Right. And that is Which supposed is a to be really reasonable price. I for- completely agree for both. Um, and supposed to be delivering November of this year. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. We'll see uh, how close to the mark they sure. hit. As long as they make it before Chinese New Year, right? Yeah, yeah that's February, so you got time. <laughs> oh, wait, he was the one that doesn't care about that. Because oh, he's he can, printing he in can England. print it in England. Yeah, never mind. In England, so the turnaround's going to be real quick yep. for him. Mm-hmm. All right, Bobby. Okay. So one of my favorite things about growing up, we go on road trips, right? Mm-hmm. And you always see these crazy license plates, and you're like, what does that mean? What is he trying to say? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, right? So there's a game now. It's on Kickstarter, and it's called Road Tripping. And you get like a little uh, card, and it's got some suggestions of phrases and things like that. And you have to, you get a vanity plate with a dry erase, and you have to like write it oh, in nice. vanity plate style. Mm-hmm. And then your team has to try to guess. I like what this. You're, yes, I, I was. It's another like I was word not puzzling. sure where this was going, and yeah. now I'm in. Yeah, I am. In. And uh, it, it looks super fun, right? Because you're always like, oh, like clubbing or something. Like just some right. sort of weird like phrase, right. like numbers right. and things like that. A certain amount of letters. So you could have like yes. a Y, a U, M, D. Why you, E-R-O. Why you mad, bro? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and then so you can try, and you can play different ways to play. It says you yeah. can play, you know, competitively, uh, teams, or just try to get everybody to work together. Kind of like well, just a party fun game, like yeah. just, like just, just one, one or whatever, yeah. right? And this looks super fun. Like I said, I've always had so much road fun tripping. growing up. Yeah, called road tripping. And then they have a thing too for super cheap. It's like fifteen bucks where you can get your name and phrases on a card. Oh, and Dan, yeah, yeah calm like, down. How cool is that? You know, and then like uh, you just and if your team can't guess it, and the other team can try and guess it and steal for the win. You know, right. like right. So you don't want to make it too obvious. Too obvious, maybe. but yeah. yeah, but it looks super neat. Like this is interesting. Bob, yeah. never, Bob never brings up party games. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is one that I can get behind. Yeah. You know. Um, so today we're going to talk about road tripping and road war room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So they have a metal edition, right? So the plates you get are actually like, kind of like metal. Oh, wow. So it's like an actual nice. license wow. plate. You know, and that uh, a collector's edition is forty nine dollars. Forty nine dollars for it. the metal edition. Yeah, K- uh, KSE Kickstarter exclusive metal edition. Forty nine dollars, free USA shipping. What the fudge? Yeah, dude, like super cool, right? Four Kickstarter exclusive plates. Thirty nine dollars for the retail version, and so then wait, what? How much is retail? Thirty nine. How much is exclusive? Forty nine. So ten extra dollars to get metal plates. Yeah. Yes, please. Wow, you know, I feel like we're doing an infomercial. I know, right? And then it's uh, wait, and how much? Wait, wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> for fifteen dollars, you can get your name and phrase on one of the cards and become sure. part of the game forever. Wow. Yeah. Is that not limited? Uh, no, there's already been over three hundred plus submitted. They're just going to make more wow. cards if they get so many. They'll just make more cards. Cards are easy to print. Cards yeah. are easy to print. So wow. yeah, super cool little party game, light game. <sighs> yeah, excited. Check it out. Those are called plosives. Plosive? What? Man. <laughs> Man, when's that? When's that end? Uh, oh. yeah, uh, fifteen days to go. So by the time this comes out, you'll have two oh, weeks. About well, two just week, under two just weeks. under two weeks. Yeah, uh, right on. Yeah. Lots of time. Lots of time. Cool. Man, yeah. I saw that. I was like, man, that looks like so much fun. I remember doing that when I was little. Yeah. Even now, I'm driving around. I'm like, what's that mean? 
Yeah. yeah. You're following the guy around. I was like, literally <laughs> with you the other day, and we were staring yes. at one like, does that mean what we think it's supposed <laughs> to mean? Yeah. Like, Hopefully. Yeah. A new start. Yeah. Oh. I'll be right back. <laughs> watch, watch that show at all. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyways, uh, now the Kickstarter we're all excited about for mm-hmm. no particular reason. Yeah. Other than it looks super cool, right? Uh, Oros. Yeah. Uh, which is you are a demigod, and you're mm-hmm. shifting tectonic plates to make land masses and then in doing so, you're creating civilizations and spreading yeah. them around mm-hmm. and building shrines. Yeah, followers. yeah and, creating mounds, right? Because as land comes together, it builds up. Yep. And the amazing thing, right, is as tiles fall off the one side, they come on the other side, right? Because, and, contrary to unpopular belief, <laughs> Earth is round. <laughs> That's how it, science works. Yeah. Uh, and then the other, the other awesome thing. I mean, thing it's a double-sided board, so is it's got it the, could be flat. It's got <laughs> the uh, scythe sort of uh, aspect to it where you mm-hmm. when you you're going to select a, an action to take and so you place a worker there now that action, action is, is blocked used, right. until you, you pull a worker off mm-hmm. and then the other kind of neat thing though is that the more workers you have the more your actions are, are going to be limited limited you got to get them out there on the board right and what's cool too is you can upgrade those actions to make yes. them stronger yes really so some of that, that made me think of like uh heroes of land air and sea okay. how you can like upgrade your buildings mm-hmm. and then your actions that you then take with Different characters are better, yeah, you yeah. know, or improved actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love all that kind of stuff. Same. Um, so, Oros is on Kickstarter. It will, when this drops, mm. will be like seven days. Yeah. It's uh, August 12th is yep. when it ends. So, yeah, you'll have about a week. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, 50 bucks for standard edition, 75 uh, for a collector's edition. Collector's edition, though, they're almost at the uh, dual layer boards, which will be really yep. nice. So. Yeah, get in on it. Help me get my dual-layer boards because yeah. I want dual-layer boards. Yeah. Bob may or may not be I back may in this game. or may or not. Uh, it's already uh, safe. It is it safe. Is safe. Say. And, yes. gosh, I would just love if we had an opportunity to, like, interview this guy. Yeah. Man, that would be pretty cool. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll reach out, I guess. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know what about that. What would that be like? What, what would that be like, an interview? Hey guys, with us today, we have Brant from Ash Games, and he is here to talk to us about his new Kickstarter, Oros. Mm-hmm. What's that mean? It means it means mountain, and I oh, know right. that from professional uh, research. Ah, okay. Plural or singular? <laughs> huh? Plural or singular? I don't Just have to answer mountain? that. Okay, yeah, yeah, is Oros one mountain, or is that multiple mountains? I don't know. All right, so, <laughs> so Brant, right now you have this Kickstarter going really strong. Yeah. Uh, were you surprised at how fast it seems like Oros? I don't know. To us, it seemed like it funded really fast. It, well, <clears throat> there weren't a lot of people who knew all about the project. There, the people who did know about the project were very passionate about it. So sure. I, I did know I had a, a good, strong base of people who had been playtesting or people who had seen it or just like had had come in through either Instagram or through Facebook or right. uh, you know through ads and things like that that I knew that were like excited about it. So I wasn't surprised when it you know, funded really quickly. Um, but the biggest hurdle of course has been getting that further and further out because right. like, you know, there's, mm. there's millions of gamers in the world and yeah. not all of them know about the game. Right. You know, you know, it's only so much, right. If only your bubble, you know, your mm-hmm. little, your group, yeah. you know, gets exactly. it and, and gets into it, but it seems like it's doing really well. It, it is. I wanted to say also, Bob, just so you know, not the next one, but the 
the second next unlock mm-hmm. is dual layer player boards. Oh my so gosh. I mean, let me pledge. I just want to <laughs> let you know. I'm really into that. Everybody, I do love yeah, Everybody's <laughs> talking about this. So uh, everybody's been asking for them. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, I'm going to do something that we never do. I'm actually going to snap to a video that's not ours wow. because I want all of you guys to check out his how to play video. Brent's how to play video for this yeah. game is kind of what spawned this interview because I, I, I was so impressed with this interview. It's, it's one of the best, or not interview, with this how to play. It's one of the best how to plays I've ever seen. Probably the best how to play on Kickstarter I've ever seen. Um, and I'm not going to lie, down the road when we start doing how to plays, I might take some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> it was so well done. So check that out. But why would they want to check that out? Brant, maybe describe what Oros is. What are people doing in this game? Well, so Oros, and I think what the big draw with the game is that it just it uses mechanics that you haven't seen before that you haven't interacted with before. And so especially people who are passionate with games, they say they're like, I've never seen that before. Right. Like I, I just need to interact with this game. And so some things that make it really uh, inter- interesting is that the entire game is, is kinetic. Mm-hmm. You have a shared environment in the middle and that shared environment is constantly shifting and moving and, and the players are able to collide land together, which, you know, the tile shifting and the tile movement is an, a unique mechanic. And those things are building up to form mountains where you're, your little your little uh, followers are trying to climb around on this constantly shifting right. continent, right. trying to get to mountains where they can build, they can gain wisdom, they can gain knowledge. So the whole point of the game is just to seek out and find greater light and knowledge. Right on. And so um, that that part of it is, I think, really engaging, especially when you see it in the video and you see things like moving around. And you really get like, oh, okay, that's that's a different thing than I've ever experienced before. And so I think that's really interesting. And then there's also this uh, worker placement tech tree mm-hmm. side of the game too, that also um, I think it's understated when you first see it, you don't really realize that it's there, but when you start playing, you really like realize that like, that's actually as big a part of the game as the yeah. interactive part. Well, and that I've also only seen really something unique. like that so, in a few different things. Like that is something I've seen in yeah. maybe like two games well, and, I'm always like, why doesn't every game, yeah. you know, or you know, that works in this kind of way, and, and uh, you add that with the shifting board, mm-hmm. which just gives you different, like the replayability now is through the roof. Right. I love you have the that you natural asymmetry, you mm-hmm. know, like because it is we natural, love asymmetric yeah. players, mm-hmm. but you get to just cultivate your own version of the asymmetry. Right. The what do you want to be good at? Yeah. 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 I say, like, one of my favorite things in Scythe is, like, how that action selection is done, but then his takes it, and you can actually, like, level up those abilities and change them and make them better or stronger and go right. in different ways, and, like, and that just takes that, like, to the next level for right. me. I, I right. really enjoy that mechanic. I love pulling off the, um, this map feels like a globe, right? It it's is, a yeah. flat oh, the way that board. It rolls oh, yeah, it the flat board yeah. feels like a globe, not only with the, the spinning outer layer, which is probably the coolest part, but then the fact that all the pieces, as they move off one side, come up the other side, and it truly feels like you're playing on a round board in as practical a way as you <laughs> right, can. Right, right, right. It um, really does. It really does. And <laughs> yeah. it's one of those, those things that uh, it takes time for players to wrap their heads around because they're not used to thinking. Because you have to think in a different way. You have to really think creatively about, yeah. like, Oh, even though it's on both sides of the board, those are actually touching. I can walk there. Right. I, can, I can grab those together, and yeah. and so uh, it, it definitely kind of it, it, there's a lot of spatial, mm-hmm. spatial puzzling and spatial reasoning that's going into the game. I, I'm looking forward to losing my first couple games terribly because I just miss an obvious move where it's like, oh, if you would just push that two on the, off the right side, mm-hmm. you could have hit something on the left side that was a two, and then mm-hmm. you make a a four. Yep. And then, well, uh, yeah, yeah. what's yeah, going to happen? Miss so much of that. What's going to happen to <laughs> right. me is I'm going to make a move that I thought was really good for me, but yeah. was three times better for Bob. Right, and I'm, then he will. And go. I approve yeah. <laughs> but um, have you caught yeah. me flat from like the flat earthers like that's not how land works <laughs> you know you push a land off 
the edge, it goes into space. It's like, you know. It's <laughs> uh, I, I loved the mechanic, too, in this game uh, where all the all the land tiles not have different numbers, mm-hmm. right? And and I didn't even notice at first until you explained it in How to Play that that's also linked to the artwork that a two has two land sides on the tile, so two water sides. Right. I didn't even mm-hmm. notice that at first. So that's nice. Not only is it thematic, but it will it make teaching slightly easier, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But I, I just love the mechanic of making the lands crash into each other using, you know, like tectonic plate ideas and stuff. And then so a two and a two makes a four. And so mm-hmm. and then if you combine two fours, you get a big mountain, and then mountains can cause a volcano. And, like, all this stuff is just... Again, you're like a one-man team as far as the actual design goes on the game, right? I know you have uh, helpers with Kickstarter right. and marketing and stuff, but I just coming up with these ideas, it, I, I I was so impressed. Again, I reached out to you for a reason. I, I love this. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I know. I know. So far, it's literally just compliment interview, but I just want to get it out. <laughs> I just want to get it out of the way because I was so impressed. Dan yeah. has been building up like a volcano all week. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I'm, and uh, soon I'm going to explode, but only in straight lines orthogonally. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Until you unlock the ability to do so. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not there yet. It's yeah. Dan. He's not going to progress that No. <laughs> what impressed me was the because um, a lot of a lot of games will do like oh multiple ways to score points you know mm-hmm. multiple not uh, paths to victory right but like bringing up the the ziggurat like I always like the scoring where you can't tie with somebody mm-hmm. you got to pass them and then when you've got the spaces that trigger uh, you know the uh, the eruptions or whatever for you know the red mm-hmm. spaces that mm-hmm. can only yep. pop once right mm-hmm. and as you go but then when you tie that into the other ones how how hard was that to balance? Like for me, it's like I could just come up with one thing <laughs> and hopefully it works. It would be balanced, but to have what three separate ones and they all work together. And yeah. And I, I mean, they, it seems like they all work in tandem with, you know, and, and they seem do. pretty balanced. And it's like, how the heck do you come up with not one, not two, but three, you know, Different ways. To Are you going to say three years of research? Knowledge. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? And it's it's very true. It's, it comes from a lot of testing, yeah. <laughs> a lot of play testing, and a lot of changes and tweaks. The game originally started as just like a simple little tile moving thing, right? I was kind of I was enamored with the the concept of the map, mm-hmm. but then rose the question like, well, how do I have this power? And how like what what's really happening? What are all the things that I can do with it? And that evolved into just more of like a deck building type of game. But when the player mats came into play. Um, and and how like that uh, that ascension track actually right. works in the game, um, that's those three things. You know, you think of it as kind of like a triangle, right? Like you have you have to have them right. because one alone doesn't actually operate. It, it mechanically is unsound, right. and so they 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 kind of came to fruition. They came to being together just out of because necessity they had right? to be there yeah right. they had to be there in order for everything to balance properly and right and so it definitely took years <laughs> so how long did it take you Testing to how long have you been working on oros before you brought it to kickstarter yeah so this game uh, i've been developing it for almost five years wow. and so but really it's the last two years that have really been a push like a real strong development um i, I had Submitted to the board game design workshop, which was run by Chris Anderson, back in 2019, and that's really where it got its real. Okay, it, got some. Legs. I didn't realize what was going to happen when you submit into like a workshop like that, but then it quickly got accepted in as the next, you know, to the next round, and then it was like, 
now you have to have a full rule book and now right. you have to have a full like game and it all has to work and now we're going to play it and it really forced well there's some about having deadlines right yeah like oh this is like a fun it, thing i do on the side where oh no i've got to have this done by mm. oh yeah it accelerated everything yeah. uh, I, I wouldn't be near as where where i am today uh, if i hadn't been submitting to that one and then the ion award i just kept submitting to different awards and sure. That kept setting new deadlines where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, these these few things are broken. <laughs> right. I got to fix it before I get it over there. Uh, and so you kind of just answered the a question I was going to ask with his previous question. But so the mechanisms did come before the theme with this one, huh? You had the mechanisms and then the theme kind of worked itself in because of just how thematic it was. Or were they uh, kind of in tandem from the beginning and it was just working them together that mattered? Uh, at first, like I said, it was just like a geology game at first. Right. Um, but then, yeah, as soon, actually one of the questions that was asked during the workshop is like, how do I have this ability? How do I have power to do this? And that's mm. where sort of like, that's a really good question. How do you have power to <laughs> do this? And then just right? the easiest so, answer ever is like, well, well, you're a demigod. Duh. <laughs> you have godlike power. When in doubt. That is the land, the obviously. Uh, and so it, it, it has been kind of, it's, it's been weaving in and out, right, as, as new things developed thematically it also developed and so and it, it really i think of it more as like a maturing right sure, it started yeah. as like an infant and it kind of just like grew and mature mm -hmm. and matured to the point that it is today well it's nice when it uh evolves organically and because then it's not just like a pasted on theme because your game right oros is not a game yeah. where you could just slap on any theme right and it's going to work right? right it's very specific and it is that's good though because that means the theme is actually important to what you're doing and then it, even yeah. if you don't care if for, for people that do care about it, because the people that uh, don't care about theme, they don't care about theme in anything. But the people that do care about theme, every game, like it has to feel integral to mm -hmm. to the gameplay. Mm -hmm. And so you really a, appeal to that side. I, I can go either way. Like a game can have no theme and I'm fine. Right. As long as it has fun mechanics in it and whatnot. Right. Sure. But if it's got a really good theme, I do get more excited about it. Right. Because then, it, you know, you're into the story. You're into like, oh, yeah. well, why is this happening? You know, and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So I, I like Dan, like I, started to get more like, oh, I should actually pay attention to this because it was coming across my Facebook. You know, like you'd see that uh -huh. and, you know, so and so backed, you know, Oros, like you get the notifications on Kickstarter when your friends back things. And mm -hmm. then it's like. And then you came in and started talking about the stuff and the and uh, reaching out and it's like, well, I gotta like actually look at this thing. <laughs> and that's when it's like, holy smokes, like this this looks pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> yeah, I'm I, literally my only regret is that I saw it like a week after it had already launched on Kickstarter. Sure. I wish I had uh, seen it earlier because I could have you know tried to put stuff together sooner. But like I said, the second I saw the the Kickstarter page and then watched the How to Play video. I was like, I gotta. It's not even like I was fishing for an interview, right? I, just, I was just like, I gotta tell this guy this how to play is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it is really good. So, it is really good. Um, did you put all that together yourself? Like the I did. And yeah, I scripted it and filmed it all by myself. How yeah. long did that take you? I just wanted three know. years. <laughs> and did all the three D animation, right? That's the I did part all the animation. That's the yeah, part all that stuff too. Mind. I can't do that. Um, but yeah. It's uh, a really good again. I I'll really... stop mentioning how to play. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. No, but it's solid. It's really solid. It's really good. You don't you don't always see that on Kickstarters, especially independent. You know, mm -hmm. is this your first game? This is my first game. This is my first uh, go at a Kickstarter. This is the first for everything for me. So, wow. Um, and a lot of it. I mean, it's all self-funded and self, yeah. you know, produced. So, right. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I didn't have the the cash flow to 
go hire someone to make it how to play. So like, well, I've got the skill set. We're gonna make it. Right. <laughs> We're gonna make some videos. And your transparency with that skill set is the other thing that impressed me a lot because again, just people who go check out his how to play on his YouTube channel, going back years, are videos of like, oh hey, here's how I make my prototype copy. Like you'll need these materials, and I'm gonna and I just build it like and I, like you, people don't understand how much that helps people. Right. Like, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Tim and I are working on some games in our background. I'm going to watch those videos repeatedly and right. see what skills I can pick up and stuff from that, because it is so appreciated to see someone in the industry, which I know you say it's your first game, but still some, you have a successful Kickstarter on a game that looks great. So someone in the yeah. industry saying, here's how I made my first right. prototype copy and here's how you can make it, too. And I just it's it, so appreciated. It, it's just so inviting right because there are times in this hobby where there are gatekeepers and it's it's a club and if you're right. not in the club with the right people you, right. you're not the, gonna get all that information like it's it's yeah. not an easy thing yep. to find too a little off topic but you know I've I've done some testing of game designs for myself in the past stuff and it's always just been my own f terrible Photoshop skills and printing stuff out or my mom has a cricket and she'll like try to she'll try to 3D prints in a cricket right. for me so I can test stuff out and like to see it other ways of someone who has a successful Kickstarter. Now I'm like, oh, okay, I'll put some of these thoughts together here and you know see what I can do. So again, just very appreciated. We don't see enough designers uh, being that transparent about the early stages, right? Sure. You see yeah. the you see the late stages and the successful stages, but seeing the the testing is just right. awesome. I just right. wanted to bring yeah. that up. Yeah. Well, that was a that was a whole learning curve, like how to make a prototype. You know, at first I was like, oh, I'll print these cards out. I'll print them double sided. I'm gonna laminate them, and then I run a play test, and I'm like, I have to change them all. <laughs> <laughs> I just went through all this work, and yeah. like every single thing has to change. And so I realized, oh, there's way better ways to do this, sure. <laughs> where you're just not burning through your cash flow or your resources. Yeah, so I might uh, I might have a laminator and Photoshop. <laughs> 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 he just said, don't use. I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. That learning process is not easy. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So, are you were you a uh, were you a board gamer then before you got into? Okay, my question. Right on. Oh yeah, <laughs> right board games for decades and decades. So, yeah, what's your favorite game that's big, not Oros then? What did you say? What's your favorite game that's not Oros then? <laughs> Concordia. I, oh, oh, oh I love Concordia so much. I love Concordia wow. so much. I yeah. love that action action selection. Did you guys just become best friends? Uh, <laughs> well, so true. Like, the, action, the, the, the way that the action selection. I love how like every single mechanic in there. Like you can't take a thing out. Right. Mm -hmm. No, you. Uh, and, you're and absolutely you correct. You cannot. It's just so tightly woven together. It's and not like so, oh, like, I never use this. You know, or I never use this. Never. Yeah. It's, no. It's oh, like everything has so a meaning, tight. and so. I've yeah, never even played it with the expansions. I've never played any of the Concordia. Say, I've never even played it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep listening, man. You got to keep listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I've never, like, I've heard Salsa is great, like, mm. but I've never played with the expansion. But, man, just the base game, Concordia, out of the box. I, the yeah, first time I played it, three turns in, I'm like, I'm in love with this game. Wow. Like, I just... Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I need to play that game. Yep. That is a you kind of game. I'm, that's what I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the brain for that game. Yeah. Just to, to plan that far ahead and see all the cogs turning. And, mm -hmm. uh, it's because I make gears, isn't it? It might be. Have you? So I don't want, I don't, I don't know how to word this, right? But so with all your play testing, have you found one of the actions that gets leveled up faster than all the other ones? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, so it all depends on who you're playing with mm -hmm. um there's like a journey the journey ability in the game is is a very powerful ability 
And so often like people do that first and some people will go up to the top. The thing with it though, is there's no points associated with it. And so you can invest in it and you can have like that, that strength, but you also have to make sure that that strength is going to equate to other points. You're going to have sure. to gain seven other points somewhere else in the game. And so it does um, really all of those action spaces. They're not, they're not uh, perfectly even. And that, and some people point that out. They're like, ah, you know, this one's a little weaker than that one. Well, it's weaker at first, but when you get to the up at the top, it's much, much more powerful. Right, right. And so there's, Sneaky it's really more of a balance builder. of, uh, right. of uh, when you invest in what, because you, you might want certain things early on, but it's going to slow you down later because that one's not as valuable later in the game, but it is valuable in the beginning of the game and vice versa. So I, I like that you built in kind of a mitigating factor there too with the runaway track to where, I can't remember what it's called right now. I'm sorry, is it called the Horizons? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Horizons that go across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you have those Horizon unlocks that says you will only get this extra guy here once all of your pieces move up to a mm-hmm. certain height. So that way it's not like, oh, well, I don't care about upgrading that one at all. I'm going to have all the movement in the world. And it's like, well, then you're never going to unlock this other thing. You've got to get those other ones up there uh so that's kind of a nice little balancing mitigating thing to get right. people to to focus on all of them too and that's uh something that's odd about this game too it's a worker placement game where you don't want workers and so uh when you unlock that worker you have to have planned in advance to make sure that there's a place for that guy to go so right. he, he goes and studies and then you're going to get points for studying so you're essentially getting a point right he's going out and you can use him you can take advantage of that piece but if you ever bring that piece back, it's going to clog up your action spaces because right. the more followers you have on your board, right. the harder it is to Fewer play. So you're yeah. trying to like get them away from you. You're trying to get them out yeah, onto on the board, board or out yeah. studying or out doing something because if they're in front of you, they're just in the way. They're yeah, just a, a hassle. It's a very interesting so, balance to have guys on the board so that your actions are free open, yeah. but also not – you don't just want one guy on your board, right? Oh, I guess one guy on your board wouldn't be a bad thing. Because I'm well, trying to think, because you want, I was thinking you'd want the multiple workers for options, but you only move one at a time anyway, right? One at a time, so, and you can just keep moving that guy. So it's a great thing when you've cleared out your board. The problem with it is um, when they come back, when you return them, you get wisdom. Wisdom makes you stronger. And so at some point, you're like, I just need better powers, or <laughs> I need points. I need to win, right? And so you're right. going to have to start bringing them back, and then they start clogging up your stuff again. And so, again, it's almost like every decision in the game has a positive and that positive has some sort of negative correlation right like mm-hmm. you're going to get something but it's also going to take something from you when you get it and so uh, it's, it's always about the timing of like when do you do it and and when you do it making sure that you don't mess yourself up by like clogging up the wrong spots so right, you can yeah, make right. your right action you know your next action that you can actually do it yeah so. that's the thing because i uh the, you you move a worker to activate a spot, so it's kind of like um, scythe, mm-hmm. right? To where a, where a guy mm-hmm. is can't be activated, kind of kind of thing. Right. So yeah. it's interesting that mechanic of like you're saying, bringing your guys from your study wherever you put them, you cannot be your next action. So it, you're, correct, y- yeah. It's I, man, mm-hmm. I am so looking forward to being terrible at this game. <laughs> <laughs> so are we. <laughs> we are really looking forward to beating you at this yeah. game. Uh, Love so. It. Uh, what's the uh, learning curve on this? Because we play a lot of games with like family members that aren't as hardcore gamers. Mm-hmm. Now right. we're all we will all sit down and play like the heaviest game yeah. you can find and right. be happy to do it. Uh, I mean, I can't get them to play Dune with me, but it's fine. We just got to get six you. people in eight hours. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, get on my level. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's yeah. No, so yeah, go for it. It, honestly, it doesn't even depend on 
if you're I think experienced gamers definitely pick up things a lot faster because there are certain mechanics right that are just natural right because you're like well I'm I'm used to like a concept a worker placement concept sure. I'm used to like how that's going to work you don't have to explain it to me so there's that type of learning curve but really it's more about the spatial puzzling so usually it's people who can see spatial puzzles yep. pick up the game like really right good. away they say oh I'm shifting I'm moving I'm draining okay this all makes complete sense and they can just jump right in and yeah. they don't have really much of a problem um, it's really and I've seen like really experienced gamers just like mm-hmm. like just <laughs> yeah. locked down Lock because up, yeah. uh, like the puzzle mm-hmm. of the whole thing uh, is is like it's very deep right so sure. there's 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 deep strategy mm-hmm. um, you can you can definitely play really lightly and and you actually get by pretty well in the game sure, and you, know, like, you know you're not going to just like fail in the game even if you're just like I don't know what I'm doing I'm going to do this I don't right. know because there's a lot of uh, the game is symbiotic yes so you're you're relying on each other and so even if you're kind of like messing around at first and not really focused on you can't figure out what you're doing once other people start doing it and you're like oh oh i can just go over there and i can start you know i can get back in the game and Mm -hmm. so you never really get left behind and you never you know you you can always compete even if you might not you know fully win because you're not investing properly but do you see a lot of uh what hate shifting like i know that (laughs) This move will not benefit me, but he's going to be yeah, set up for yeah. a really good turn. Yeah, and I pointed Bob specifically because that's who I would do it to because you'd be playing so terribly. Well, because you, you can push other people's followers around and make right. it to where they can't move yeah. to the spot they want to move. Right. Right. Stuff, so. Push somebody's like, two away from their other two so they can't push them together to make a four uh-huh. kind of a thing. You can absolutely do that. Um, yeah. But you think of it, uh, so you have three actions on your turn. And the reason why you have three actions is because um, a, lot, a lot will happen by the time it comes back to your turn. So your first action really is all about just like recuperating from whatever happened. Right. And so, yeah, if somebody pushes you away, well, you have an action to be able to get back. Right. Sure. It's not going to end. You know, you're not just going to be out in the water. Your second action is usually about advancing in some way. Right. Like, OK, well, I'm on a four. I need to get to the mountain. I'm going to get to the mountain. And then your third action is some sort of development. So that's typically what, what your actions are going to be doing. And so no matter what somebody does to you. Okay. There's always some other opportunity. There's some got, way that you can still advance. It may not friend. be the, your original goal, right? It might not be what right. you were originally planning on doing, but there's always going to be something that you can do. Now, there's definitely like something people are like, oh, I'm definitely shifting this because it'll help me and hurt you. Right. That's the best thing I can possibly win, do, right? Make that. it inconvenient yeah. for you while <laughs> it's good for me. Right, right. Like that's, that's yeah. a good move. Yeah. So. Well, we've got a friend that it doesn't matter what game we're playing. If you have in- affect his turn in any way, oh, Oh, that's why I Pete. Anytime you're playing a deck builder and you drop a card he wants, you know, yeah. you take you work around. There was my whole turn. Yeah. <laughs> you you certainly can't uh play in a way that you're just always aggressive though. Because right. you, if you really think of it, your three actions are your only real like real resources to play the game. So if you burn one to put someone away, they're just gonna burn one to come back. Right. right. And that's a third of your turn. That it's got it's you a net there. zero, right? Like yeah. you, you've got nothing. You and know, you the other players like, okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. And so, and if you burn too many of those, the person who wastes really, I tell people this all the time, the person who wastes their, the most actions and the person who wastes the most wisdom is going to lose. Oh, it's yeah. always the person who's the most efficient with their actions and most efficient with their wisdom. Right. That's who's going to win the game. And so, you know, if you want to like push someone away, you just have to make sure that it's also benefiting you in some way right. or else uh, right. it's not going to be yeah. worth it. It's important to just to play your game and not worry about trying to hate draft on somebody else so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you can, if you can make those two, two things a lot. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> then go Bob for is it. always right, right. looking to make those Makes two things a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, right on. What's the, uh, now I know 
I know you've got what is it two to four players, one to four players, one to four. One to four. What's four, yeah? What's the ideal player count? Like if you're plays best at yeah, yeah. Because sometimes those one to four, sometimes really like three players is where it's at, right? Mm. Or you know, mm-hmm. not always, mm-hmm. or sometimes even two players. So what do you? What's your okay? This is such a hard question to answer because if you're a solo player, there's like like some people will say like that's the way to play. I've actually had one of the like a solo reviewer. He's like. I would never play a four-player game of this because <laughs> they just want the solo because the solo has every one of the player mats flips over and there's right. an, an automa on the back and each one of those automa are different. So they all have their own little play style, their own personality, mm-hmm. their own strategy, and you have to figure out how to solve that puzzle of that automa itself sure. to be able to beat it. Mm-hmm. So they're actually kind of difficult to beat. So some people would say that. Um, I, there's others who have said like three players their favorite because uh, uh, three player on the small map is their favorite. Mm, and it plays best nice. there just because um, you can build three sacred sites per mountain. And so it makes sure that everybody can have oh, one of those. Sure. It's just a little bit more right. friendly. I personally think it plays best at four just because uh, there's only three people building. Right. Lock somebody <laughs> that out. means one person's missing out. Right. Yeah. And there's like this extra tension right. that comes into the game where sure. um, you can't just be a lazy last minute builder because mm-hmm. you will miss out on some things and so you have to be more engaged more active in the game and so that's my per- that's my preference oh, but yeah. it really comes down to like who you are and what sure. you're well, the way I, you like to play. there's I, definitely some games where i'm like i will never play that at max player count oh, right. because it will sure. take way too long or mm-hmm. whatever no uh, but i, I fully yeah. agree with the four player count thing with this one i think not only is that such a great i mean obviously depending on your player group right but that's such a great feeling of the not wanting to be the last person left out but also the way the the tile shifting works in this game like the more players the more just chaos Chaos. like (laughs) the tiles are nowhere near they were at the end of my last turn you know and i think that's gonna lift the game up that that and like like you were saying earlier my impression from this game was the the um, abstract strategy game players and like the chess players and stuff are going to be the oh, yeah. ones, the ones that really know, okay, this tile moves here, which affects this. Like, cause it's funny yep. because it's the abstract strategy players are going to have an advantage, I think, but the yep. game is like, it's a worker placement action selection game. So yeah. like, it's, it's so much not an abstract strategy game, but so much of the game, so such a big percentage of the game is manipulating that board mm-hmm. that, yeah, I think that, they're going to have yep. a, a way. I think they're going to be scared when they look at it because it's not an abstract strategy game. And then you're like, try, try it out. Try it out. And they're going to love it. <laughs> that, that's oh, yeah. what I think. There's, there's actually way more correlations to chess than you might, you might think on the surface. I usually tell people it's, it's like if, if chess were a Euro game, mm-hmm. this, that's, you know, that's, that where yeah. volcanoes erupt, that's really what you're right. playing here. <laughs> it's a, it I is an chess abstract game. <laughs> chess is a lot more exciting with yeah. volcanoes. It is, yeah. And, and even, like, I pointed this out, too. Uh, on the Ascension track, there's those two red dots. There's one at 5, one at 10, and then the end is at 15. And uh, I point this out all the time that uh, those first five dots are, like, your uh, your your starting moves, mm-hmm. like in chess, right? Like, your, your opening. Yeah. And then you have a middle game, and then you have an end game. And when somebody hits one of those red dots, you know that you're now transitioning from... Yeah. making opening moves, which is where like you're just trying to get onto a mountain, try to like get your civilization started. You enter into a middle game where it's all about like just getting onto other places, building as much as you can. And then the end game is all about like making sure that you're getting points mm-hmm. for all of the work you've been doing. And so it kind of gives you these clear indications of like, okay, now I need to transition what I'm doing right. to the, to my next thing. I, I got to stop investing in powers because I'm not going to get anything from those powers at the end of the game. I need I need to figure out how what I've done is right. going to equate to some some sort of value uh, before before this game ends. That's an interesting and the game speeds up. 
as it goes on yeah. too. So mm-hmm. and when you get to that number 10 spot, like you can expect you only have maybe two, three turns at max. Wild. To, to, to it's like not even really like halfway plan. point. It's like this is where we're really like three quarters of the way done. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy that my accidental chess euro analogy was <laughs> way more accurate than I oh, thought. Yeah. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like the game when you play, you're going to just be pulling stuff. You know, oh yeah, out of on purpose and just hoping, yeah. just hoping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that spatial awareness, like types of games and whatnot. Like the yeah, yeah I just I enjoy it because I can kind of see that in my head. Yeah, you're good and, at that yeah. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and you are good at planning ahead way yeah. better than I am. <laughs> so, do you, does he look like the kind of guy who <laughs> yeah, has a plan? <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think the viewers basically understand how the game plays. So yeah. is there anything else you want? people to know that we haven't covered yet maybe information or, about or something that somebody might miss on the kickstarter page <laughs> right scroll through the whole thing <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah how to pronounce ash games no right. uh i mean I, I, we've kind of hit off on all the things the work placement the tech trees we talked about the spatial you know puzzle that's out in the middle of the shared environment which i think is also kind of a it excites some people and it scares some people having yeah. like a shared environment until you start to really interact with it and you realize, right. oh, I, I, if I'm paying attention to what my other players are doing and if I pay attention to what abilities they have, because there's no hidden information, like everybody right. knows what everybody can do, right. you can really anticipate a lot, right? And sure. so for players who like to anticipate or, or who are willing to actually pay attention to the game, not just like, oh, oh, it's my turn. Oh, uh, right. I think I'll, yeah. uh, you know, and like playing on the fly. You can anticipate a whole lot and you can... Uh, build around it like you can build your strategy around like where you think things will be before before and so it's not like it doesn't feel like it's all chaos or anything like that because you can actually you can actually uh plan quite a bit and you can anticipate quite a lot now people of course will always surprise you right you know you think that like they're definitely going there and they definitely don't go there (laughs) and so you have to adapt to it but uh, there are a lot of ways you can do that and then also there are things like um you know when you're on a land tile that tile can move it can get around, like, you, you know, it's kind of out of your control. Someone else right. can move you. But when you're on a mountain, you're a lot safer. Um, even if your mountain gets moved, you're still on the mountain. No right. one can take that away from you. You can build, right? Like, you, you have your opportunity. So there are ways that you can also play the game to make sure that you're, uh, you, you know, what the work you've done, you're going to get something out of yeah. it, right? Like, somebody mm-hmm. can't mess it up. And so um, that's another factor, I think, that, like, once people kind of, that kind of clicks, like, right. oh, don't do something halfway. Got it. Like, if yeah. you're going to do something, do it Commit. like all Commit the way. Because if you go halfway, it's, you're not going to be able to do the second half. I can promise you. Like, the second half's not going to happen right. for you. So, Now, I'm going to ask a, uh, I don't know, I guess an industry sort of mm. question. So with a game like Oros and all your components and everything and the way that you're set up, like, what I – I know Kickstarter, like, oh, it's going to ship and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I never really hold anybody to, oh, when do you expect this to ship? But how hard is it to produce? Is it going to be to produce your game? Because I back a lot of games. I back games that got minis. And, of course, that always makes stuff take a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. It seems like with tiles and standees that that should be relatively easy. With, yeah. You know, other than yeah. maybe like printing errors or like some de- cleaning up some design stuff here and there. Like it seems mm-hmm. like relatively straightforward uh, process. But I'm always curious, like, so how hard is it to actually get that game made once you're funded and, and you're you're now into the meat and potatoes? Like, I just got to get all of this. Yeah. together. Well, 
I've never actually worked with a manufacturer in China before. So that's that's where like I've, I've given myself a really nice padded timeline to make yeah. sure that, that you know I can actually deliver within the time frame that I'm listing there. Sure. But I'm I'm a professional graphic designer. I've been in the printing industry for decades. I've, oh, right I've on. Printed all over the the nation. Um, at some of the best printers. So I know a lot about the the printing so process, you'll have like all what that. it takes yeah. to do all of that stuff. Yeah. And so, like, I, you know, I have, I have a background in that. Uh, and so that's one of the reasons why I didn't go with any minis and things like that. That's like right. way outside, like anything mm -hmm. that I've ever done before. And, sure. you know, this being my first go at it, I did not want to get myself over. Right. You know, well, that, that, that increases your costs. That increases right. time. So, you mm -hmm. know, it probably also yeah. changes your options as far as like where right. you can have the game manufactured, right? Because some are capable of doing some things yep. and mm -hmm. and other increases things. headache. Yeah. yeah, I'm a nerd about some of that <laughs> stuff sometimes. So I've always like I'm like just kind of curious how mm -hmm. difficult things like that are, especially because like if Dan and I are talking about trying to work on stuff and it's mm -hmm. like, well. Sometimes things are just cost prohibitive. It'd be really easy, like, oh, yeah, we're going to have this 3D board, and we're going to have, you know, <laughs> miniatures and double-layer player boards. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excuse me. But, no, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, and exactly. it's like, well, sure, it's, it's great to offer all of that, but to actually come up with that mm -hmm. where you could produce something and keep the cost down and have still a really great-looking game. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it just – yeah. Well, and a lot of it too is all volume based, and so oh, sure. uh, like you know, if, and and so it's a, it's really hard being an indie developer launching a game because there's these expectations of you know the Simons and the you oh, know right. like these people right. who are launching these games that are they already have twenty to forty thousand units scheduled, right? Right. And so they're dealing with like production level, um, like, you know, discounts really on like what they can produce. Sure. And so there's these expectations, like yeah, there better be this or that in there, and it's a lot harder when you're like yeah, my volumes. You know fractions right. of right. that, right? Yeah. Um, right? Until until I can get things lined up with distributors or publishers or wh whatever retailers, right. mm -hmm. um, I don't have the you know the ability to have those types of volumes. And so it's also like skirting, you know, playing that game where it's like I can't I can't commit to too much because I don't know if I can produce that right, right. and still right. come out on the back end. Uh, right, because you can. I don't think people understand is you can have a successful Kickstarter, right? You, I mean, you're like at 151,000, right, out mm -hmm. of a 20 thousand starting yeah yep. and it's like that doesn't mean now you are making a hundred and thirty thousand dollars off of this game. right you know but pe i don't think that that always yeah. translates to people, people don't realize that, that like actually yeah. there's other costs most stretch goals and stuff right and most of the time you yep. are like well i'm breaking even hopefully mm. hopefully breaking even right. after shipping and then maybe yep. have a little bit of money to invest in like another game if yeah, I want to try an expansion to or the next Kickstarter. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Maybe. Exactly. <laughs> right. And yep. especially yep. for you guys, right? Like Simon and Queen Games use Kickstarter as a pre-order pre service. service. Yeah. And yep. which I poo-poo because it's like they, they don't can, need it. They can put out their own games and mm -hmm. have no problem and sell the same amount of units. You know, where I prefer, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I've got Ankh coming. Right. <laughs> now. I do like Simon games, but at the same time, it's it's a lot more interesting to me when when you've got people that are coming out with like new stuff or even mm -hmm. smaller companies. It doesn't have to just be like a one man thing, but mm -hmm. but even like uh, yeah. just smaller companies trying right. to you just feel like they're they're clogging up. Yeah. Kickstarter. Yeah. Sure. Soaking up all the funding. Yeah. yeah. Now, did, did you when you were looking at like uh, bringing your game to crowdfunding, did you look at game found or any of the other ones or is it was like i don't know how that process works either i'm just asking <laughs> questions yeah uh well uh 
with GameFound, GameFound's not uh, fully open yet oh, okay. for just everybody, right? So okay. they've just been taking very, very specific clients. Sure. Yeah, they're pretty um, new. I, they're definitely working to that point where they'll be able to offer it, but uh, you know that wasn't. So not even available. an option. Sure. Really. And, okay. Yeah, so it wasn't really an option, especially when I was setting up the page because uh, my Kickstarter page, a uh, preview page, had been up for uh, about a year and uh, almost a year and a half Whoa. before launching. Wow. And so. You know, so like, and I wanted to have that ready so, so, you know, I could be sending people there so they can click the little follow button and, right. you know, so there's always a place for people to go. Sure. And so, you know, and even a year ago, we didn't even know it was going to be a platform. Right, right? That, sure. Yeah. Where right. you could launch on, right? That was yeah. just a still pledge manager back right. when I was setting that. Right, mm-hmm. And so uh, it wasn't really an option. And then uh, really Indiegogo doesn't have the same board game mm. community. I don't even it. look at Indiegogo so, to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, nobody. Right. Yeah. So it's really, it's like Kickstarter is where the community is. So it makes the most sense sure. to yeah. use sure. that, you know, go there. Yeah, that was, I didn't know a game found wasn't completely open yet. So that, that answers yeah. that question. Yeah. I won't mm-hmm. ask that question to other small designers. Every time, every time. Every time I'm going to ask, why didn't you go to game? So Brant said. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, yeah, now you're going to get like messages from game found. They're like, yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> I would be happy if they wanted to talk to us. Yeah. Like, well, they reached <laughs> out. <laughs> I don't care if it's that, all caps. Yeah, yeah right. That, that counts. It probably that just counts. a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> that totally counts. Yeah. Uh, so, so what is the end date on your Kickstarter for anyone listening? Yep, August 11th, which is the Wednesday, so uh, 10 more days, like you said. Yeah, more 10, days more, 10 more days as of filming, so awesome. Yeah, so like seven more days. Yeah, so a week <laughs> by the time this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like we talked before, I'll have a, a late pledge um, yes. option that'll put up on the page, so we'll be able cool. to still have, have people coming, because I know that there'll be people discovering the game, and that's, that's, like I said, at the very beginning, that mm-hmm. discovery has always been the biggest problem with yeah. uh, right. with this project is just like getting people aware of it. Because usually when people are aware of it, especially when they see one of the, you know some of the video stuff, they really quickly realize like, oh, this is something I should pay attention to. So yeah. really, it's just exposure. It's just you know yep. more people. Absolutely. Scared. Well, the good thing for you, right? Because I've seen a lot of and I backed a lot of small Kickstarters that is so close to funding. And then it's that last 48 hours where they mm-hmm. get the big surge, right? Everybody waits the last mm-hmm. minute. I have definitely been guilty of like, uh, I'll put a little heart on this now and yep. I'll wait until they get reminded. And it's like, oh, yeah, I do want to back that. So <laughs> yep. since you are already so funded, at least you can kind of relax, mm-hmm. eyeball your stretch goals and kind of, you know, get that, just manage that yep. whole process and not be sh- freaking out about like, like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. yeah so that yeah. last 48, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what kind of bump you get. You know, right. now, especially because the other thing is safe. if you're already, it was what Dan would call safe, right? You're already a completely and well-funded like campaign. Cause that also is another thing where people are like, well, I'm not even going to bother cause it's not funded. And it's like, well, that's how it works. You got to get back it to get it funded. You're not out yeah. of the money if it doesn't yeah. fund. Yeah. I think some people just don't realize that yet still. Yeah. Well, yeah. You see the GoFundMe well, stuff like, and the money's gone. Right. But yeah. yeah people love acting in winter, though, right? Like you, you feel good when you're right. like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. you you yeah. get behind people who are winning, right? And right. so sometimes there's that just that feeling of like, oh, they're not doing well. I just won't support them. And it's just an natural I am a thing. Chicago, <laughs> I'm a Chicago sports fan, so like Cubs and Bears, I'm always backing underdogs and lovable losers. So I get it. You know, I'm my, on the my other losers side. aren't even level. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes the Dolphins. You're a Dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> you don't win either. I know. <laughs> but uh, right on. Well, Dan, you got you got any other questions? Well, just because people will care, I know they'll check out the Kickstarter anyway. Link in the description. But go ahead and say the uh, the price, right? 
the people are going to, because we said yep. the, the date, so we just need the price now. And I think that's it. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so there's two editions available. There's the standard edition, uh, and then there's a collector's edition. Standard edition is at a $50 price point, and then the standard edition takes that, sorry, the collector's edition takes that a standard edition. Um, it adds a lot of UV type of things to make the game a lot you know, fancier and prettier, and then uh, converts a lot of the sacred sites and the standees to wood. And it also comes with an additional set of tiles. Uh, there's there's been all these little reveals that I've been doing throughout the campaign that just uh, just for fun, really. It's sure. just because I like fun things. Um, but all of the tiles have unique artwork. This is what was just revealed on Friday. All the tiles have unique artwork, and they come together as a giant landscape. There's just, it's just it's like a giant jigsaw puzzle. So and impressed. so the collector edition comes with even more, so that puzzle is even bigger. Anyway, little fun things like yeah. that. There's little Easter eggs and little things that are all throughout the game. Nice. Uh, just make it fun. Anyway. Collector's edition, seventy-five dollar price point. Oh my goodness! I like you asked me a question and I didn't. No, it's I, all good. I made it there. I made it there. <laughs> no, no, no. But that gave me time because I was like, I wonder how many people back because Bob and I like fancy versions of games. Yeah. Now, talk if, about fancy versions. If, of if games. there's not like a fancy version, it doesn't mean oh I don't want it. But right. if there's a deluxe. There's, a ch- there's an option. We usually go for the, the fancier bits. fancier bits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it clearly like just looking at the Kickstarter. Everybody yet. seems to want the fancy mm-hmm. uh, collector's edition, which really is not that much more. I mean, it's twenty five dollars more. That's not bad for a a deluxe collector's edition of a of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, so. especially again a game that has these mechanics that we know and love, right? I know that it's it seems to be something you're grasping onto a lot because a lot of the the quotes from people like Rado and stuff are all about this, but it it really does take a bunch of mechanics we've seen before. And just mixes them together in a way that I've never seen. The, mm. the way that all the, the mechanics, the, the tile movement, the worker placement, the action selection, the way all of it comes together, I have never seen these mechanics work this way. Yeah, we can say like, oh, well, the worker placement has that little bit like scythe where you can't take the action your guy's on, obviously. Yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, Villainous does that too, right? right. But, but the way it works together here, mm-hmm. I've just never seen, and I, I love it. Uh, if, if it hasn't come off yet. I'm a I'm a fan. So, <laughs> Dan wants to know if he backs at the seven hundred and fifty dollar level, will you be his friend? Right. That's well, what he really well, well Facebook doesn't it say like he'll fly me out to him or something? <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, coming to talk to us about Absolutely. this project because yeah. uh, as of just we are board game omnivores. We love. I mean, between us, we play all kinds of games mm-hmm. like you know, across the spectrum. And it's always awesome to see something that does new things and also incorporates or like mechanics that I already really like anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of awesome also that Concordia is one of your favorite games. <laughs> Cause I could see some of that, <laughs> yeah, but we have good taste and Bob, you just got to play it. Cause you will love it. Too. I know. I know you will. Know. No, that's true. Concordia was kind of my standard. It was like, if you know, I've got to be able to have a game that's this tight. Yeah. If I can't make it this tight. <laughs> right. And it's not going to work for me. Right. So, but uh, but yeah, for us, it's it's always exciting to get to talk to other gamers, right? Mm-hmm. Other people are passionate about the hobby, and uh, yeah. So thank thanks you. for letting me come on. Yeah, yeah. and I know it's kind of short notice, so I'm really glad we got to throw it together and, and make it happen. I know Dan was really excited. I was. I, I don't was... know if you know Dan likes this game. <laughs> I don't know. Saying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really good at hiding my mo- that's my poker face. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever make that face. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> or we'll have to switch to straight podcast. We won't even yeah, be able to have straight a straight audio. 
Uh, thank you, Brant, <laughs> so much for coming on and, and taking. We're, we're going to do our best to spread the word of Oros to more people. Obviously, we are a small channel, but we will do our best. Yeah. To, you know, yeah. Spread yeah. the wisdom. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I'm upset that I saw it so late. I don't want other people to miss it. No, right. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, you know, but do what we can, awesome. right? Yep. You're cool. gonna you're gonna see that board game rundown bump of yeah. four more backers, <laughs> right? Now, as I back it, got the one. We just need three more. No, it's great. No, it's great. It's good to meet all of you, and uh, and yeah, thanks for letting me come on because it, honestly, it means a lot. So, yeah. well, obviously, no, no as uh, stuff gets further down the down the road, like if when the late pledge opens up and everything and stuff like that, anything you want to, uh, if you want to come back on and. You could we could just talk about other board games you like and, and you know say hey we're here to sure. talk about the talk uh, Concordia pledge, strategy but then we're gonna also <laughs> uh, talk Concordia strategy yeah and why because awesome. I awesome. need tips yeah because <laughs> if I'm gonna teach him how to play you better learn better I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to up my game that's right I'm yeah 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 I actually played uh, so I was at a convention just the last two days oh nice and I actually got to play Kalis for the first time I see it I've right never played Kalis wait okay. that's the one you hate I hate Kalis it's right behind it. Although that's the old version, I played the new yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't it's the difference, but uh, oh, I was gonna ask, do you know what the difference? Is? <laughs> I actually also played the new one, so I don't, I don't know the difference. But I just, I didn't like it. But we're, whatever, I'm not Dan here. Dan doesn't to, like good games. <laughs> I'm not he here doesn't. To hate on Kalis. Let's go back to Concordia. <laughs> you haven't played that either. Yeah, yeah, Rebirth. I've been avoiding that this whole time. You've been talking to Bob. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you don't like good games, so that's why I was talking. Let's talk about, about Tapestry. That. That's a great that game. Tapestry. Good. But yeah, Brant, thank you so much, man. Uh, you bet. So you bet. we will we will be pestering you to come on later. And, Absolutely, and, and yeah. Talk anytime, about reach more out. Stuff. So right. we appreciate it, thank and uh, yeah, thanks for being on. Cool. Sorry, that was pretty cool though. What? I I just what happened? Were you guys? Where? I was what? just thinking about my new best friend. Oh. oh, did that cost you any money? What for that for your new best friend to be your new best friend? No, no. I, I so I. I thought yeah. it might cost you like seven hundred fifty dollars. I don't know. Why, <laughs> I don't know why that number like no, popped into my head. Yeah, but I feel like that number would be. Yeah, the no, number. I'd be your friend for seven hundred. I, I I thought I thought <laughs> I thought Brant and I had a real connection there. <laughs> <laughs> and there it went. Yeah. Gone. Gone. So guys, uh, thank you for bearing with us and all of our shenanigans. Please check out our friends at the Miniatures Rundown, yeah. right? Uh, you got CJ and Jeff over there <laughs> checking out the weird minis and uh, painting stuff and doing all the things that we are not capable of doing. Yeah. Uh, but And then they also, uh, CJ does a really good job of breaking down like the new Warhammer stuff. So if you're interested in any of that, yeah. I would check that out. I would mm-hmm. even just reach out to him because he's going to be able to give you a ton of tips. Super knowledgeable. Yep. Jeff. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Not so much. He's going to paint. You yeah. know, he'll do that. Don't don't paint like this, Jeff. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad idea. That's a bad way to paint. Uh, Miniatures painting. <laughs> uh, but also, please check out our friends at the board game uh, Mechanics. Yeah. They love Dan over there. Yeah, uh, okay they do a weekly there. podcast. Jason does a ton of reviews on a YouTube on his YouTube channel. There's also Katie's not so unboring unboxing. I mean, I, I yeah, go check them out. I starred in their last uh, podcast. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. It was Basically. Pretty, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, believe it or not, we have all actually played games together with them, and it went very well. <laughs> nobody, nobody was I hurt. Mostly, yeah. Mm-hmm. The games that I didn't like, you know, the experience sucked. Well, but yeah, every game sucks. A couple games I won. Game. Those games were pretty cool. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, thank you for watching, as always. I've been Tim. I've been Bob. I was Dan. Mm, we'll see you next time, I guess.